We are live, and it's Field Day 2009, coming to you from the headquarters of uh, Trans World Antennas. We are located in the Tennessee Hills, and this is outside of Cookville, Tennessee. And um, we invite you to call us and get on the air with us and talk about your Field Day location, what you're doing, and uh, how's it going on, on your end and all the people that are involved in in Field Day this year. Yes, sir. I was, I was going to say, you know, we uh, published the... Uh, the link online to listen online and i'm really impressed on how many people have uh, have joined us online as i say drop us an email if you're joining us online i would really appreciate your email and um i just want to say thank you so much for joining us online it's it's absolutely wonderful <laughs> we got a lot of people a lot of people online listening and uh and and that's really cool that's what's what's neat about that is you can see them when they log in you can see the, oh yeah you can see the number of people logging in now with the radio you can't tell you know i have no way of knowing how many people are out there it's kind of one of those one of those things but uh but jump up on the website um at, at tedrandall.com or qsoradioshow.com and uh, and drop us an email you can do it right from our website and also coming up, we will be uh, we'll be changing frequencies. Uh, we'll be off of uh, uh, where are we going? Fifteen four twenty. We'll be leaving the fifteen four twenty frequency, and we'll be on five one uh, fifty one ten. I'm sorry, my brain is just uh, is just gone. <laughs> fifty one ten. Can you remember that? I can't. Having trouble here. And we have somebody on the phone with us here. Yes. All right, let's get with our phone caller here, and let's see here. Is this Chuck? Yes, it is. Good evening. Good evening. How are things going with your uh, field day operation today? Well, good evening from Gold Country in Northern California. We're the uh, Amador County Amateur Radio Club, and we're in uh, Northern California up in the Sierra Nevada Gold Country. And uh, we've done a publicity-oriented field day today. We're back to, just about ready to start packing up our gear. It's almost 6 p.m. here in California. But we've got the smell of barbecue heading our way and all the workers that have been working so hard today. We've been working two stations, one on HF and one APRS station, and then a GOTA station. And actually, the, uh, the GOTA station has been the busiest one of the day. Had a lot of uh, teenagers coming through and uh, some other adults and some folks who haven't been on the air in a long time. So all in all, it's been a good day for uh, what is a relatively small ham club out here. We've run about 20 people in the, out in the Detert Park in Jackson, California, just enjoying the warm summer day. Jackson, California. Now, where is that at in the state of California? Well... If you draw a line north and south between Sacramento and Stockton, California, in the northern part of the state, and then you go due east into the Sierra Nevada mountains about 30 miles, that's where Jackson is. We're in the foothills here uh, in, the, uh, in the gold country. There you go. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the number of people that are operating today with you. We've had, um, in our... For our permanent HF station, we've had about three or four operators rotate through there. But the GOTA station today has probably had at least a half a dozen, if not maybe even closer to ten operators go through. Uh, people ranging in age from about 13 years of age up to about 18. Well, that's good. The, you know, the GOTA stations are so important <clears throat> during field day. Uh, because once you give the person the opportunity to get on the air and operate, and they're able to have fun on the air, 
And oh, yes, absolutely. And, and that was our plan with this as well. We've uh, done a lot of publicity this week with the local newspapers, our local cable channel news show. Uh, we were on it Thursday morning, getting that word out there. Uh, we even had a proclamation by the Amador County Board of Supervisors declaring this week Amateur Radio Week in Amador County in honor of the 250-plus amateur radio operators that serve this county in one way or another. So uh, we... You know, we've been doing everything we can to get it known that we were out here and encourage folks to come out, give it a try, and most of all, have fun doing it. There you go. Well, the fun part of it is is the most important part. Uh, and uh, when you locate in a place where everybody can see you and you're having fun and it's all about ham radio and you've got, uh, you, you've got a go-to station going and... I'm sure that there's other people that come out that don't, you know, that you can't get them to operate the go-to station. They want to watch somebody else do it, you know. Uh, uh, you know, we've had a little bit of mic fright, but actually it hasn't been too bad today because most everybody, once they saw somebody else operating it, then they would do it. And especially, I, I'd say probably half of our go-to operators have been girls, and, and which is kind of nice, especially when you're trying to, to get QSOs going because more than once they've had operators on the other end, okay, everybody, Shut up. I want to get this girl's call. So uh, the girls have been enjoying being the focus of a pileup and being able to uh, get the extra attention. It's worked out kind of nice. Well, that's very, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you folks are having a whole lot of fun. Uh, in, in your activities throughout the year, you know, with your, with your club, um, tell me some of the things that you're engaged in and some of the things that, that, you, uh, that you specialize in and, and, and like doing. Well, our uh, club works very closely with the Amador County Sheriff's Department Office of Emergency Services. Uh, we have been drawing radio resources and display from a uh, trailer that we have set up for just that point. Our, our APRS station, for instance, uses some of their equipment for that. But we, uh, we do support them. Since we're in the mountains, we do have uh, weather things that happen uh, related to during the winter. Uh, so we, we work close with them. Um, since becoming president this year, I've also been uh, out toward the Boy Scout troops that are in this area. And right now, that's where a lot of our emphasis is, not on the scouts, but reaching out in education. We've been promoting a new licensee class that we've got coming up in July here. And so we've been working on uh, enrolling people in that class to get people to get their technician class license and to explore that. So we've had several signups just from people coming by today because they saw us in the uh, newspaper. So they've Education probably this year is our big deal, and next is just public visibility, uh, getting in front of groups. We're trying to get plugged into the schools and trying to get a big picture project going um, as well, um, because we've had a ham in our group who died who was a retired educator. So we've got right right now. I'd say if I had to pick one one thing for our emphasis, it's certainly education right now. You know that's a you know, and and that I, I guess I want to commend you for that because. You know, it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, a, a lot of folks have very, very busy schedules, and they, they are unable, you know, to do a lot of things even for themselves. And then they take the time on top of that to, um, yeah. you know, to teach and to spend the time with, uh, with younger people and, and getting them signed up and, and a part of amateur radio. Um, that, that's just uh, that's, that's just a good. challenge. You know, that's a challenge that faces a lot of older and existing clubs who realize, you know what, we need to bring younger people into our clubs, but 
when they come to the club meeting and they see a lot of older folks, if we're not already primed with activities and stuff to, to, to really show them, you know, this is more than just an old, a lot of old people writing dinner, um, you know, we're not people. And so we have to go on their terms to where they are, like the Boy Scout meetings, like the school activities, or show up at other public venues, be it on TV or whatever, show them. You know, this, this isn't just somebody sitting in a dirty corner of their house doing something. There, there's actually things, hidden transmitter hunts, orienteering kind of things. It plugs into that, and geocaching, um, the search and rescue aspects, being outdoors, going through the brush, actually performing a public service. To, we, we even uh, support a couple of bike races that happen in this, in this part of the state, and so we have people that service that, going around with the um, mechanical support vehicles and working at the rest stops and all that. So to, to show the younger kids that there is several different dynamics and ways to be involved in this, is just that bunch of radio geeks with dark rim glasses and band-aids holding them together. Um, well, I want to thank you very, very much for coming on. I've got the, uh, the name of your, uh, uh, the name of your, your group down, I guess, Northern California. Now what, how does it, uh, what, what's the full name of your radio? We are, we are the Amador County amateur radio club and uh, i'll give the selfish promotion here kilo six alpha romeo charlie dot org is our website k6arc.org and you can see the basic information on the club and uh, our activities that we're, we're working on there and find the basic information okay it's now a, your your call a pleasure talking to you ted what now what is your call sign there November Alpha 6 Bravo Romeo. Okay, and I want to make sure I got this right. How do you spell the name of your club? Because I'm not getting that totally here. Amador. A-M-A-D-O-R. County. Amateur Radio Club. Okay, Amador County Amateur Radio Club. And if you go to our website, k6arc.org, you will see the name there. K6arc.org. Org. All right. And let's see yep, here. Amador it. County Radio Club. I'm just putting your name. I'll make sure I got everything down here for the for our our antenna contest, because at the end of the evening here, well, there'll be a drawing and, and uh, some club somewhere is going to win the Transworld Antenna TW2010L backpacker antenna. And uh, so cool. we just want to make sure we got all your data right. So. <laughs> Well, there is a there is a contact link at our website, and for that matter, it's president at k6arc.org. All righty, very very good, sir. You have a good a good uh, rest of field day, and hope to talk We're, to you. We, we certainly will. Ted, thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate being able to do this. All righty, thank you. Bye bye. While we're live, and it's field day, two thousand nine. And we're coming to you from the headquarters of Transworld Antennas, just in the in the in the hills of uh, of Tennessee. We're having uh, we're having a lot of fun, and got a lot of folks that are that have that have called us, and we're in the process now of, of trying to take every one of these phone calls as best we can. And our phone number here, if you would like to call in from your field day location, and you would like to uh, tell us all about what's going on in in, uh, in in your club or your group. The telephone number to call is 615-469-0702. That's 615-469-0702. And in addition to that, shoot us an email. Go up on the website. Go to tedrandall.com, T-E-D-R-A-N-D-A-L-L, tedrandall.com. And uh, and and go up there and shoot us an email. We'd love to. We'd love to hear from you. There's a little form up there that says that. We, we have 
We have a, a fellow on the phone right now. I want to get with Jerry Taylor. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Ted. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I want to say, folks, uh, if you're wanting to learn about amateur radio, you want to pick up on some ideas, uh, this is the fellow that creates the Practical Amateur Radio Podcast. And, of course, he's on uh, iTunes and has an RSS feed, and he's, uh, he's cleaning house here. <laughs> so if you want to learn about ham radio, this is one of the better podcasts that you can listen to. So how, how is your field day going, sir? Our field day is most excellent. I am talking to you from just uh, sort of northeast from downtown Denver. We're out here in the plains uh, of Colorado. We have a six-alpha station running. And we are just hopping. Things things are going quite well for us on 20 meters and 40 meters, and we're gearing up for uh, 80 and 160 later tonight. It is just we're having so much fun. So you do operate on 160. That's one of the very you're one of the very few groups that uh, has mentioned 160 as an operating band. I, of course, it takes a lot of real estate to run 160, so that's probably why. Well, how many how many operators do you have there, Jerry? How many folks are on the air? Well, you know, there have been uh, probably 25 to 30 of our club members that have been kind of rolling in and out of the area here since, uh, since earlier this morning. And I would say that, um, you know, those that are seriously active, because, of course, I'm sure every club, has those that just show up for the camaraderie and everything of, of um, you know, uh, having having eyeball QSOs and, and enjoying the food and everything that is also a big part of field day. Um, the last time I checked, we do have um, probably about eight individuals that are just actively working it right now. We're taking, taking shifts, uh, trying to keep everyone uh, fed and uh, make sure that everyone's having a, a wonderful time because that's that's what field day is all about having fun uh, also learning something because after all field day um, is not necessarily a contest I, I guess you could call it the contest that isn't a contest but it's all about it's all about learning it's all about practicing uh, for when all else fails well you know I, I guess the the other thing too now in in your in your group or club, let me let me ask you this: uh, What well, first off, what's what is the name of the club? I want to make sure I got this down too. So, so you we, bet. we are the we are the Denver Radio Club. That's a very simple name. But it, and our web our website is w0tx.org, and our club call um, that we're using here for Phil Day is w0tx. W0tx. That's right. Well, very, very good. I was going to say, fill me in a little bit about your activities, like some of the stuff that you're engaged in and do during, you know, the the, the bulk of the year. You know, on, other than field day, the stuff that you're really that you're really involved in. Well, um, ironically, we're one of the only um, clubs. Well, for, first of all, we're the oldest club in Denver. Um, and we're actually one of the only clubs that still continues to hold face-to-face meetings. And I think that you and I talked about this a number of months ago. Was it, you know, sometimes it's difficult to find that club that still does the monthly face-to-face meeting. A lot of clubs do uh, repeater nets and such weekly or, or every two weeks or what have you. But we're one of the only clubs that has um, a monthly meeting. 
before the meeting, there is an Elmer session, so we encourage uh, everyone that is either new to the hobby or would like to learn more about the hobby to attend the Elmer session prior to the, to the general meeting. Another thing that is unique about this club that I, I have not heard other clubs do, but I certainly wish that they would uh, take, take this idea and run with it, is once a week um, the Denver Radio Club has a learning net. And it's the whole design and practice of the learning net is for new, and new licensed hams to uh, check into the net. It's a, it's a more relaxed atmosphere to, to be able to check in because, you know, checking into a net kind of, kind of a scary thing. I know it was the first one that I did. And then secondarily to that, not only can they ask questions and such, they'll, they'll arrange from various Elmers to attend the learning net on a weekly basis, but also if someone would like to, to actually run the net, um, again, it's kind of a relaxed uh, atmosphere to do that and to kind of get the hang of, of running net control. Um, the Denver Radio Club also supports the Salvation Army here in Denver, Colorado, with the Saturn Group. Um, and we do other various uh, functions within, within the communities uh, in and around Denver. Um, what else? Um, we're, in, we're all together this particular weekend for Phil Day 2009. Well, now... Uh... Tell me a little bit about how, how have you have you been able to use the practical amateur podcast uh, in in mentoring people in your local group at all? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Um, I generally will, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to attend every meeting, uh, every monthly meeting, and I will take uh, my 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 business cards and such that I have uh, and pass those out, and I have had. I've had individuals that um, um, have actually, you know, come up to me at the at the club meetings and said, "Hey, you know, thank you for doing what you do." Um, we had the Rocky Mountain Division of the AWRL. We had our Hamcon Colorado convention up in beautiful Estes Park back in late May, and you know, a lot of hams can't get out today, and and the drive from Estes Park to Denver is a little over an hour and a half or so. And so what I did, the Practical Amateur Radio podcast, I released a daily episode sort of live from, uh, from Estes Park and um, made sure that that information was communicated to our members so that those could not attend could kind of live vicariously maybe through me, through my eyes. And, of course, it's an audio podcast, but I explained everything that I saw and, and even managed to to interview uh, a couple of uh, amateur celebrities. I'm um, not sure if you've heard of the goat hiker, uh, WG0AT. Um, Steve, he is um, on YouTube. And if you go to YouTube.com and search for goat hiker, um, he features YouTube videos about Rooster and Peanut, his two goats. And he goes on these amateur radio adventures in and around Colorado and lets these goats pack some of his equipment and his tents and such uh, around in the mountains, and he goes off and enjoys amateur radio in the high country. I we did an interview with him at Dayton and met him. He was he was he was a hoot. I'm going to tell you what that is just absolutely the most unusual thing. I think. <laughs> well, no, I guess maybe not the most unusual thing. Just a little earlier, we had uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what was the call sign? I'll have to look it up here. Well, anyways, they're a nudist. Amateur radio group, uh, NU5DE, 
<laughs> they were they're doing uh, they're doing field day this year. I, I never heard of a of a nudist amateur radio club, but there they are. I have know. not either. But that call sign sounds familiar. I think I think we might have worked them. I, I just uh, finished a four hour uh, shift. We had uh, it, we had a pileup going, and it was just twenty meters hot for a couple of hours, and I just couldn't couldn't pry my way pry myself away from it and um it's just you know that that call sign does ring a bell uh but anyways i you know i want to say i appreciate you calling in and uh of course we're going to put your club's name down uh for the drawing where uh trans world antennas is giving away the tw2010l backpacker that comes with the quadra stand as well as the um the, the carry bag and uh, you can set that thing up in about two minutes, <laughs> and uh, it it really performs. It's not it's a portable antenna, but it certainly doesn't act like a portable antenna. And uh, of course, the the uh, uh, engineer that they have that designs all these things is a genius, and uh, he he came up with a real cool idea. Have you ever seen a picture of that antenna at all? I have, Ted. Um, I believe that uh, I once saw. Uh, uh, I think probably after you and I talked a couple of months ago, I went and did some research on that antenna. Uh, I personally have seen the, the photos of it. Yes. Yeah, there's a there's a video up on the, the on YouTube. If you put in Trans World Antennas, you can see my son David setting one up at Hilton Head Beach. It takes about a little less than two minutes to assemble it. It's really kind of a. I've uh, I fooled. It's it's well, it'd be a great field antenna only because of the fact that it's it, the, the quick setup, no muss, no fuss, and. Regardless of where you at, wherever you are, you can set the thing up in, in just a very, very short period of time. So it would be well, it'd be well a cool not thing. to mention not to mention the backpacking opportunities and just other portable type of operations. These these types of antennas are just most impressive. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess the, we, we we need to we need to locate the what's what's the guy's call sign with the goats again? I I, I I've got I've got this written down, but I don't know where it's at. Um, sure. Basically, W G zero A T. I knew it was goat. It's spelled goat, but yep. I couldn't figure out or I couldn't remember exactly how they arrived at that. And uh, yeah, he's got a website up, and he's got some interesting little videos up on YouTube and whatnot about his backpacking adventures off into the wilderness and his goats and all that. It's uh, it's really. It's really unusual. It's entertaining. It really is. It is. And uh, but that's just an example of how different people are in amateur radio. You know, we're we're just not the same dull, boring bunch that you run into everywhere else. There's some real innovative people uh, in amateur radio, and uh, you'll you'll meet some of the some of the coolest folks in this hobby. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us over field day. And, uh, Jerry, look to have you back again on the radio show. We'll have to have you back on as a guest and talk about some other some other interesting things and talk about your podcast anymore. And, folks, you can find Practical Podcast uh, on iTunes as well. as Why don't you give out the website where you're at as well? You bet. Um, it's an easy one to remember, myamateurradio.com. Again, myamateurradio.com. Very good. Well, thank you so much. You have a good field day, sir. Well, Ted, thank you, and also thank you for uh, for doing these live um, these live interviews. I think uh, you know, hopefully, a lot of folks have been calling in. I know I sent an email out to my listeners last night, um, as well as tweeted about it on Twitter, just to get folks 
um, excited about this because I think this is an opportunity for those of us that are participating in Field Day across the country to share our stories with those that maybe aren't participating uh, during Field Day this year. And uh, it's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just very thankful to have the opportunity. Oh, it's another thing too. Is, is it's kind of neat when one Field Day site can hear another Field Day site on the air talking about what they're doing. You know, and it, it's. Right. A, it's a good cha- exchange of information. My only hope is is that, you know, and I and I, I'll only go as far as saying this: that the, the powers that be would uh, would kind of recognize this and and see that it's to their advantage to to promote this kind of thing on the air and to get all these all, all the the different field day locations uh, together over shortwave radio so that everyone has a chance to hear what's going on and. Uh, you know, and, and plus the fact, you know, I'll tell you something. When you have a public information officer, uh, operator, uh, um, public information, I've been on the air too long. What's the word? It starts with an O. <laughs> public public inf- information officer. Yeah, well, yeah, I had it right the first time. There you go. Uh, yeah, when you got a public information officer that may be a little timid, they he can call in here. She can call in here and get on the air and talk about their field day activities. And, uh, of course, we're very friendly, and uh, we can kind of help them get over the uh, being timid, I guess I want to say. And then they're, then they're a little bit better prepared to talk to that local TV station or the local radio station. And uh, all, of our, all of our coverage, of course, is, uh, is international in nature. So it, what we do enhances international goodwill because we, these, these signals go all over the world. And uh, you have no idea where they're going to wind up. <laughs> it's just, it, there's just no the telling. Magic of radio. There uh, you go. Thank you so much, Jerry. You have a you have a good evening. Well, thank you, Ted. Seven three to you, and seven three to all your listeners. Alrighty, thank you. Field Day two thousand nine. We are live. We're in Cookville, Tennessee. We're in the we're we're in the Tennessee Hills, and uh, we invite you to call us. And our phone number is six one five. Four six nine oh seven oh two. That's six one five four six nine oh seven oh two. And um, we want to hear from each and every one of you folks that are operating field day this year. We're going to be on the air uh, for another probably three hours here. It looks like we are. We're currently on uh, ninety three thirty. If you're listening uh, via WBCQ and also fifteen four twenty, that will change coming up shortly. Uh, 51, uh, 420 will go off the air and we will then be on 5110. So be prepared to tune away. Plus 5110 is a little better, I guess, to the East Coast. And 9330 goes a little long at night. So if you're West Coast and you're listening, it should get a little better. Anyhow, once again, the phone number is 615-469-0702. That's 615-469-0702. And... Go to the website. Go up to tedrandall.com, T-E-D-R-A-N-D-A-L-L, dot com, and find the place where it says Contact Ted, and shoot us an email, and say hello. If you can't call, at least drop us a line. And uh, that, that would be a very, very good thing. Field Day Live 2009. Now, if you do call in, your club is qualified for the drawing for the Trans World Antennas, TW2010L Backpacker, along with its quadra stand and carrying case. So you guys will have some fun next year at Field Day with an extra antenna that you don't have to. It's multi-band. Multi you don't have to 
fuss with it. And we have someone on the phone with us here. Hello, is this Lee or is this Mike? And uh, is it which one is it? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Ted. This is Mike. Okay, Nancy Mike. Five, Mike, Texas. Nancy Five, Mike, Texas. Okay. And is your call Whiskey Bravo Eight Papa Uniform Mexico? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, you can tell them the extra because I use all these nice acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> so where 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 exactly are you located, sir? We're in uh, the central portion of Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, the Red Cross uh, Center is just about in the center of the city. Uh, the Astrodome is about two miles south of us, and we're in the uh, emergency command center of the Red Cross. So we're uh, in an EOC facility. So we're running a two Foxtrot um, station today. All right. Very, very good. And uh, what is the name of the club? Uh, it's called Houston Echo Emergency Communication Ham Operators is what Echo stands for. Houston Echo. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I get all this down right because like we, I just got done saying we have a drawing coming up here later tonight. And somebody, some club is going to win a TW2010 backpacker antenna. And uh, Well, I took our big antenna down last year bent it up and so we uh, we haven't replaced it yet okay well this uh this antenna is a uh, is, is a 10 through uh 10 through 20 meters it's a it's a vertical but it, it sets up in about two minutes and okay. uh, the performance is incredible so for field day next year if you guys win it you'll have <laughs> yeah this will be one easy way to set up you know you won't have to you know sure fuss is. fuss with something um yeah, we have a go ahead Go ahead. No, you you go ahead. Tell you you said we we have a butternut vertical that we fussed with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I was going to say, why don't you, if you would, uh, tell me a little bit about your organization and what you folks do uh, throughout the year besides field day and uh, what activities that you're engaged in. Uh, we're pretty uh, generic type club. Um, since we're essentially located in Houston. Houston has about five radio clubs scattered around the area, anywhere from uh, NASA up to the north side of town. There's a DX club here in town. And uh, so we're just a general purpose type club. And since we meet in the central portion of Houston here at the Red Cross, um, we're pretty much, uh, well, we don't have any specialty, so to speak. Um, we meet once a month. We give uh, testing sessions uh, once a month. Um, we have a, a licensing class probably uh, two times a year, sometimes three. There's about five of us that uh, participate in the uh, in the testing and uh, in, the, in, the, in the instruction also. So uh, it's pretty uh, pretty multi-purpose, I guess, in that way. Um, a lot of us have. Uh, Specialties. I'm a, like I say, I'm a DXer. I'm a, in fact, uh, I'm a, uh, an official for the 1010 International Group. I'm a uh, Countries Award Manager. So we all have our little specialties. Um, now you're real active then, obviously, on 10 meters. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, tell me something. Do you have any, you have any local activity on 10 meters, or is it, is it mostly, Long haul stuff that you're that you're looking at. I mean, I, I've I've wondered about that. I've wondered how how good, in some areas of the country, if we have pockets of local activity on ten. Well, yeah, there's going to be pockets. I mean, everybody right now is still waiting on the sun to uh, uh, get back and start getting the sunspots. Um, the last uh, 
technical analysis of the sun problem, we'll call it, uh, NASA now has the ability to look into the sun uh, to a depth, and they have found a... Uh, kind of a, a jet stream in the sun that is slowly moving back down towards the equator. And that is what's affecting, at least they think it is, affecting uh, us going from cycle 23 to cycle 24. Um, we've been in the bottom of this particular uh, cycle now an extra year. And so right now the theory is that uh, once this... Uh, uh, solar jet stream gets further south, it's going to trigger the uh, the sunspots coming back on a regular basis. And of course, uh, tin is more affected by the sunspots because it, it takes that ionization uh, to do things. But there have been, uh, in the last uh, oh, three weeks or so, uh, we have actually had propagation from Texas all the way into Europe several times. And that's a bit strange at the very bottom of the cycle. Normally we don't see that until in our wintertime. Our wintertime is our DX season when we have usually uh, the skip across the pond, across the pond, across the ocean. And uh, so we've, uh, the, the guys that hang out on 10 are, uh, are just hoping that uh, the, the sun gets back active uh, and gets out of the bottom so that we can uh, in, enjoy ourselves a little better. Now, today on the bands, um, we only had, oh, I think, five contacts on 10. Um, we had a few more on 15. I think we've had probably about uh, 50 on 15. And 20 has been our, uh, our money band. Uh, we probably have about 250 on 20. But we're only running a two-station um, and one of those stations is actually more of an instruction for some of the new guys. Um, we've had uh, a couple of guys come in today that uh, didn't even have licenses, and we took time showing them the uh, the radio. So we haven't been worried about making a lot of contacts. Um, so we're we're just that way. So I mean, your your focus then on field day. How how would you best describe your focus for field day? Oh. Probably only half serious, and uh, the other half instructional, and uh, get together with people. We uh, we've actually had three times as many people this year as last year. We only had like about five people last year. We've had a total of fifteen with uh, about seven operators operating this afternoon. Um, yeah, Our I, I was... is only about. Uh, well, we probably have about 25 at a meeting, something like that. We're not that big of a club, even though Houston's one of the big cities. Because there's so many different uh, smaller clubs, not smaller, take it back. There's so many clubs around Houston, the six clubs, five clubs around Houston, and they're all active. Well, did you, I, I guess I'll say the, uh, the, the, the young folks in your area, what, how, how do you reach out to younger hams, people that you're, you're, maybe that you're elmering or, or, or mentoring to, to get into the hobby? Well, probably the, the, the only way that we're right now affecting those is, is the ham classes that we have. Um, with the, uh, we, we usually have two technician classes a year and at least one general class. I don't think we've had an extra one recently. But uh, uh, the people also know that uh, they can come down here uh, on the first Saturday of the month and uh, take a test. And uh, so that's convenient for them. We're centrally located, that type of thing. Um, but our ham population, like I am, I'm 62, and we're aging, and we've got to keep continuing to try to bring in the the younger guys. 
and that's the only way we're going to sustain our hobby. There, there you go. It, it is, and and I, I think that uh, uh, so many times we have to. I think we have to kind of guard against uh, the uh, the pitfalls. I guess I want to say that 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 find their way into the hobby. That that causes you know bias and 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 disinterest and uh, you know the the politics and all the other things that 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 enter in that keeps the positive forward motion of the hobby you know impeding you know you know if you go back One of even the guys that uh, was not a ham a licensed ham that uh, I sat down with and and showed him the radio this afternoon he was excited just to uh, hear us talking with Illinois and and Minnesota and stuff like that on sideband. Uh, he thought that was cool, and I said, you know, you can you can always do something on the internet very easily, but uh, when you get on the radio and you actually do it yourself, um, you uh, you just feel more better, uh, get energized. I, yeah, I was going to say though the these other things these things that we're talking about that, that impede the, the progress. We we go back to uh, go back to Hiram Percy Maxim for heaven's sake. So I'll tell you what: the more I learn about this man, the more I like him. Uh, he was good. Yeah, well, he he had this sense of humor that was just beyond reason, you know. And I don't know. I wonder how did he get away with it back then? I mean, how in the world did he get away with the things he did without having the whole amateur radio community? I'm I I bet you if the man were alive today, and he tried to do some of the things today that he did back in his day, uh, boy, I don't know. They that. They'd have a lynch mob after him, you know. Yeah, that's, that's possible. You know? <laughs> well, times were different back then compared to today, I guess. Uh, I don't know. There's there's, there's good uh, technology progression and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, Hiram had a had a different uh, different class, I guess is the way to put that back then. Well, you know, I mean, he he came up with this idea of the Wolfhong, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and I still think this is something that. You know, we've completely lost touch with is hams. I mean, the Wolfhong, which is at ARRL headquarters, you know, along with the, oh, yeah. the Ready Snitch and the, the award that's going to go to the first ham that talks to Mars and, and all that. I mean, this is the ultimate a- imagination. And to sit and, and conjure over the air and, and whatnot about this, this device that's going to be used to torture the guy that misbehaves. You know, we're, you know, this mysterious Wolfhong. The dreaded, dreaded Wolfhong, and it, and it, and it could, I mean, it's just feared. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, if you, if you went on the air today and you said, I got this device and I'm going to torture people with it, they'd have you in jail before nightfall. You know, yeah, I mean, true. You know uh, but yeah, by the same token, I, I, I think we've, we, we have, the hobby has lost a lot in that area. We really have lost quite a little bit. The man was creative. He had he had imagination, and he had a sense of humor that just wouldn't quit. And and a lot of that, of course, the the Wolfhong thing was made to kind of shame people into behaving themselves. A the peer pressure, you know, that uh, that's involved in, in, in. Of course, today I don't know what uh, peer pressure doesn't seem to exist like it used to. Uh, I need one talk with you about one more thing that uh, you might be interested in because it's affecting us over here at the field day site. I actually forgot about it. Uh, the broadband over power line. There's been some ups and downs, of course, uh, with uh, that particular topic with the, with the league and with the FCC for about the last three years. We have had a BPL project here in Houston for over two years. The original project was only about a, oh, 
20 square block project and it didn't go over very well there was a lot of um, interference the uh, the company uh, didn't work very well with the light company and uh, it's all gone but now they've gone to a different vendor and the uh, they've expanded uh, the number of uh, houses back in the original test they were trying to do the internet over the power lines that type thing but the the money that the companies can save the light companies can save is going to be in the uh, command and control of their system whether it be you know, an electrical switch that's going to be controlled by that thing or reading meters at people's houses and you know that's technology but um, here at the Red Cross uh, we are reading very heavy interference digital interference and we're going to have to file a complaint um, they're not notching out uh, at least two bands, uh, 10 meters. Uh, the, the, uh, they're called injectors. The injector will send a signal, and uh, oh, it'll do it for probably 20 or 30 seconds, and then it'll go quiet, and it'll come back on. So we know where it is. We can actually see the injectors around the, uh, in the neighborhood and things like that. So um, we haven't complained in the past, but it's now time to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I guess that's been kind of an unfortunate thing. The uh, the the broadband over power line has uh, a tremendous amount of potential for just tearing everything up. And I, I can say this: that there is enough problems now from power lines that don't even have BPL on them. Uh, All right. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, you, just, you know, dirty circuits and things like that that the that the light company has to. Uh, go out and maintain and try to clean up and uh, uh, that's just part of business uh, I, I notice it working for a couple of broadcast stations on AM that uh, what we have found is that uh, some of the stations I don't care even if they're running 50,000 watts in a big town you get near certain intersections and the power lines will just wipe them right out I mean a 50 kilowatt AM station can't be heard within 6 miles of its transmitter Wow. And okay. uh, and the power company acts very aloof about it. But, yes. on the other hand, the ownership of these radio stations have gotten very, very apathetic, and they act like it's no big deal. So they lose listeners, you know, because nobody, nobody, nobody's in Some a pull. Some have good, good radio shops, they call them, and uh, go out and take care of the business. But uh, there's usually a different group who actually comes in and does the BPL project. and uh, Because, I mean, there's people that, that are in the programming uh, because it's a it's a technology type advantage for them. Uh, it's it's not a maintenance type thing, but uh, but right now <laughs> it's it's really both. <laughs> well, sir, I'll tell you what I'm I'm just waving at Bobby across the the way here. We've been on the air since uh, about one o'clock. It's nine o'clock now. I've been on the air all this time by myself behind the microphone talking. And uh, if I sound a little weird, that's why. <laughs> that's okay, Ted. But I, I really appreciate your call. And I, it's, been, it's good hearing from you folks. And, and nice talking to somebody from Houston in the middle of field day. And to know that you guys are alive and well and kicking. And you're, you're, you're making a difference uh, for ham radio by participating in field day. Well, yeah. we're listening to you on 9330 right now. Oh, very good. Well, I, I appreciate that as well. And... Uh, 
uh, you'll find there's about a minute delay <laughs> from from what you're hearing over your telephone to what you hear on the air. Uh, okay. I've got you down. Uh, we're going to put you in the hat. There'll be a drawing, and you, your your club very well could win that antenna. So thank you, Ted. And thank you so much for calling. If there's anything else you'd like to talk about before you before you run, you're welcome to address the audience. Uh, no, the, the call sign we're using is W five Echo. Oscar Charlie, W5EOC, and this is N5MT. 73s to you, Ted. 73s to you, too, sir. Well, we're on. It's Field Day Live 2009. And uh, I've got Bobby Raymer sitting over here across the across the hotel. Talk to us here a little bit. Tell us what you've done today here. Well, I've, uh, I've helped uh, Megan work her first contest today. She, uh, of course, everybody knows she got her technician, passed her technician test uh, the other day, and she is eager to work HF, so I put her on HF, and she has worked about 500 contacts herself. I just logged for and made sure that uh, we was uh, in the right place on frequency. That's all I done. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, she great. She uh, she had fun. I had fun just watching her work contacts and have a blast. Oh, that's that's incredible. You've been doing. You're you're a you're a big CW buff. You love CW. Don't I love it. And uh, have you have you done it? Have you had a chance to work any CW today at all? Or you? no, not yet. I, I haven't. I'm a, I'm gonna work a little bit tonight. Uh, I've been a ham. I'll be a ham 25 years this coming January. I've, uh, as they say, I've been there, done that. I wore out three or four T-shirts and hats. <laughs> uh, I Just here within the last month and a half, I've had the pleasure on CW to get some new countries that I've never worked. I've worked Laos, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Interesting. And to uh, the great thing was I worked them on 20-meter CW, and I was running a 2010, TW2010, that uh, Michael makes, mounted in my backyard and running 100 watts. Actually, I was QRP compared to the kilowatt stations running on the on the bands and i've had a blast i i've always enjoyed cw you got you got a t-shirt on that says hooters girls dig me so i i that may help i don't know we got a caller though on the line we got michael hello michael are you there yeah ted how you doing this evening i'm doing pretty good this is n4 uh n-a-w okay uh you know mike alpha whiskey november 4th mike alpha whiskey uh and you are with the Wilson, Wilson County. County Amateur Radio Club, near neck of the woods. That's right. And and you guys are out doing field day. Tell me what's going on out there, Michael. Oh, man, I tell you what, Dave, we're having a great time out here. Uh, we've got about five stations right now. I just had another one pull in uh, with a big slide-out camper about to get him situated. Oh, his dad. Uh, we're having a good day out here. Had a good little turnout. Uh, we had cookout this evening. And here shortly, we're going to cut into a couple of watermelons we've got on ice. Been on ice for about five, six hours now. Bobby here says he knows your dad. Say hello to say hello to Michael, Bobby. Michael, Bob, into the R. Well, Bobby Lamer, it sounds like. Hey, how's is that? Uh, who that is? Oh yeah, man, I've I'm doing all right. How are you and your dad? 
Oh, we're doing great, Bob. Good to hear you again. I ain't, uh, heard you on the radio, and uh, uh, last time I was up that way, I forgot which frequency you you, you stay on. Uh, it's good to hear you again. Yeah, good to hear you call in. I hope you guys are having fun. I've been having a blast. Oh, man, I tell you what, Bob, we've been sweating like crazy, but it's been worth every bit of it. We've got, uh, got a good uh, group out here. Uh, don't know how many contacts we've made, but we sure, you know, we sure are having fun. Well, that's the part of field day. Tell your dad how, hello for me, and I'll let Tom get back. He's got more buttons and stuff to push than I'm used to seeing. <laughs> well, I, I was as many years you spent behind that console body up there, you may so I thought for sure you'd have all those buttons down. Uh, they got more buttons on this console than I had at the console at EMS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. It's good to hear you. Yeah, you too, man. Take care. Well, uh, you do, Bobby. How are you? Um, I, I guess I'm going to say, how many people do you have actually uh, manning the stations and on the air at this point? Ah, uh, be honest with you, I couldn't tell. We've been just, uh, you know, enjoying the time. We've got stations up right now. I think all our stations are tuned in to uh, 93.30 right now, listening to the show a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we're running at the 7 Alpha this year again. But, uh so we've got a few stations out here about to have, you know, so we're getting, getting our seventh one set up right now. Well, let me ask this question. I, you know, I actually had the, I, I had the repeater on listening through one ear while I was working. And, boy, you guys sound like you guys are planning a menu. One of the big deals we make out of talking about on, on, on this broadcast is what people are having what kind of cuisine is available at your field day location? So, what are your chefs cooking and preparing out there? Oh, I tell you what, we had a we had a feast tonight. We had hamburgers and hot dogs, roasted corn, potato salad, flour, baked beans, uh, fruit. But uh, we got to cut into the uh, ice cold watermelon here shortly. Uh, I don't know what else we had. There were some desserts, and I had, I had to bypass those. So I don't even know what those were. Well, now, now, did did you have any barbecue? No, actually, we didn't. Um, we didn't do any barbecue this year. No barbecue. Like our, our pig is safe. Yeah. Uh, see, the pig is still alive. Yeah, yeah, he's still he's still squealing. <laughs> there you go. Well, last year we said the pig was the endangered species because everybody we talked to had pork barbecue, and uh, no. Everywhere, everywhere. So, uh, but now this year, it's weird. There has been very little pork barbecue. Like maybe, maybe the pig will make a comeback next year. You know? Yeah, uh, we, we killed a, we killed a couple of cows this year. Though I mean, the hamburgers and beef hot dogs we put away, we, we probably uh, took care of a cow ourselves. Well, I just I just hope the pig is happy and maybe maybe he'll be taken under consideration for next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to give him time to get fattened up good, you know. So, uh, and now, how, all the stations you've got set up, you're over there at the um, at the uh, the fairgrounds, aren't you? The uh, yeah, Wilson, Wilson County, County Fairgrounds here, James E. Ward Agricultural Center. Well, have you had anybody come out and visit you? Have has the sheriff been out to see you and a few other people? Have anybody showed up out there? No, actually, uh, we've not had many uh, much uh, people show up, or we did have the Wilson Post out here. Uh, uh, took some such pictures and uh, getting a good ride up. Uh, we're still hopeful though we'll get some other visitors. Uh, we did have a, one of the guys from Weena stop by for a little while today, uh, so that was good. And uh, we still we still got time though. 
Well, you know, it's it's always nice if 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 you know the local folks will come by and say hello and see what you're doing. And uh, I know a lot of times they go out. You know, I guess maybe the sheriff goes out every year, but it's still and all, it's good. It's a good thing for him to keep in contact. And this goes with every community across the country for the local sheriff to come out and see you operating. And I think one of the reasons for that is some of the local law enforcement people don't realize what capability there is with their local amateur radio association should their communications go out. Absolutely. Um, We're very fortunate. We have a good relationship with Wilson Emergency Management, uh, as well as um, National Weather Service and University Medical Center. And uh, anybody in the Mid-State area that's uh, familiar with UMC, I'd just like to thank UMC for the use of their tent. They uh, supplied us with a 20 by 40 tent so we could have a shady spot uh, to eat in and kind of have a little bit of shelter when we set up the feast today. Uh, We're very appreciative of them. It's uh, one of our areas groups served agencies, and it's uh, it's nice to uh, get a little bit of assistance uh, from them for a change. Well, the folks that live in the Middle Tennessee area, or if you're passing through, you want to visit with the Wilson County Amateur Radio Club, you guys meet over to Cumberland University, but why don't you tell the folks when you meet and uh, how often that happens? Okay, yeah, we meet normally it's the first Saturday night of every month. We're in the Mitchell Student Center on the campus of Cumberland University in the K room. It's right off the cafeteria. However, July, uh, since uh, July 4th falls on Saturday, we want to meet on the second Saturday instead. It'll be the 11th. We'd love to have anybody uh, come out, pay us a visit. Uh, we'll be doing the e-testing uh, here at the end of the month as well. And as soon as the field day stuff is over and I've got about a week to breathe, we're going to get a technician's class rescheduled. It'll be our second technician class of the year. And then also in September, I'll go ahead and plug this now, we're going to be having a general class. Uh, anybody interested in those can visit our website at www.wilsonarc.org and be able to get contact information, times and dates and everything. And we'd love to have some people come out and get their new license or upgrade. All righty, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, Michael, I appreciate you calling in. And if they've got the radios on over there, I want to say hello to everybody at the Wilson County Amateur Radio Association. Their field day over there at the... Uh, at, at the fairgrounds, and uh, I wish you guys all the luck in the world. Have fun with field day, and uh, look look forward to talking to you on the radio again sometime soon. Uh, also, uh, you know, we're going to put your name in the hat. You never know. You may be the winner of the TW10 backpacker antenna. D- uh, Matt wanted to say something. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say hello to Tom. Yeah. Tom Tom was one of my first ham radio contacts that I ever made. So. I, I always enjoy talking to Tom and saying hello to Tom. Tom's been always very friendly to me, and, and I always really enjoy uh, any conversations I have with him on the, on the repeater up there. So I just wanted to definitely give a nice shout-out to Mr. Tom there. Now, as soon as Tom hears him on the air, he says, Oh, no, not that kid again. <laughs> did, did you hear Matt there, Michael? No, I didn't hear, didn't hear a word he said on the uh, so uh, outside, there's a generator running and a diesel uh, dually getting its carry position. Okay, I don't know. I, it, as far as I know, it went on the air. But go ahead and repeat it. That way, I, I was just saying. I, I uh, was can you wondering. hear him now? 
Oh yeah. Okay. I, I was I was just giving a, a little shout out there to Tom. Tom was one of the like the second ham radio contact I ever made. So I always enjoy talking to Tom. So uh, say hello to Tom for me. I'll definitely do that. I don't know if he's in, if he's in listening or is still outside uh, talking. But we got you know, a few folks out here just enjoying the evening and uh, having a good time. Appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity to call in. Uh, just want to say, Ted, I didn't forget like I did last year. So uh, appreciate the reminder the other day. Uh, wish y'all the best tonight and many good. Uh, hope you have many more good calling. All righty. Thank you much, sir. You have a good evening. All right, Ted. I think it's about time to go cut some watermelon. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> you have a good one, too. There you go. That's Michael. And uh, he's with the Williams Wilson. Wilson. Hello, Ted. Uh, Wilson. Amateur Radio Association, and uh, we are just about ready to switch frequencies, I do believe. Uh, we'll be leaving 15420, and we'll be joining everyone on 5110. So if you're, if you're listening, I don't know if when 15, if you're listening at 15420 and it goes away, we're also on 9330. So you'll just have to kind of play around with the radio, either 9330 or 5110 here. Just very, 